2: I think everyone, at least in the beginning, the first two months or whatever, is going to uh, try to find the second option on Liverpool and fail.
0: (laughs) This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Monday, August sixth, by Jordan Cooper to talk about the upcoming Premier League season. Jordan, it's finally back. Sort
2: of. Soccer's finally back. I mean, I got sick of the World Cup after a, like a month straight, a, every day doing it, and then like the past what three weeks, I felt like like nothing's been going on. I'm playing these championship showdown slates just for just for goofs i guess you uh, played mls showdown oh uh, for the all-star game no less <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i think that now has prohibited you from making fun of anybody
2: playing any soccer slate from now on oh uh, yeah I you, you, by the way i, I did well I, I made money wow i did i did fine how about that well i mean you had a uh, plenty of people that are playing players that like are obviously not going to play more than like thirty minutes in weird positions and whatever. Like I was, I was more uh, looking to play Juve players than All Star yeah. players, only because it's the All Star game for the MLS. They're going to try right. to get everyone in Juve. This is just a normal preseason game.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I figured that no, not not really many people are going to play ninety, but there's more of a shot. I mean, look at the the MLS. I mean, they were making wholesale subs thirty minutes in. Thirty minutes in, you know? in yeah. <laughs> Um, but we're here to talk about the Premier League, uh,
1: very similar to a podcast we did before the World Cup. We're going to go through, uh, every team and just, uh, give you all the answers and you'll never have to do any work for the entire season
2: because we're going to give you all the answers right now. Right. We're doing right. Yeah. And unlike, uh, your, your podcast with, uh, Mike Gottlieb, this is focused on daily formats, not season long formats. Yes. There's, I mean, to me, like, I know there've been these preseason games, and I have barely paid attention to them. But for daily formats, like it's like, "What have you done for me lately?" Types of things where, like, we'll see what the lineups are. You know, nine nine a.m. Eastern for like this upcoming slate. I mean, if we're breaking down a specific slate, you maybe take a look at the game before. But mm-hmm. from an outlook for the entire season, like that's more. The preseason's more prevalent to me for for FPL rather than daily because, I mean, you're only playing for one day and then right. you have a new team. You don't have to plan in advance or, or who's going to be starting, you know, up top. Is it going to be two forwards or one forward? Because that may matter to you, picking your, like, initial team. Right.
1: Like, you have to worry if Harry Kane's going to play in the first two or three games or if he misses the first one or the second one in FPL and uh, in daily, we'll know. If he's going to play or not, right,
2: and and if he plays, he's a viable option on the weeks that he does play. But mm-hmm. if he's not in, then who cares? Right, right.
1: Uh, so yeah, we're uh, going to go through all twenty. Um, I posted uh, an article the other day that had kind of some team breakdowns that um, I wrote in alphabetical order.
2: So I think we'll just follow the same list, right? And all and all these these cheat sheets because I mean you, I mean the FPL stuff is is free, right? Usually, yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, most, of the che- most of the cheat sheets, if not all of them, are uh, behind the, the subscription wall. Correct. Uh, and uh, the stats also. All for subscribers, yes. Right. And that's eight leagues, mm-hmm. which is seven leagues plus the, the Champions League. That is correct. And that's all the official Opta advanced stats. I mean, like all of them.
1: Yes. All organized in a way that people who play fantasy and particularly, <clears throat> excuse me, daily fantasy would want to see them. Right, and then,
2: as far as uh, as you know, now that we're in the club season, uh, there'll be cheat sheets for, I mean, virtually every slate. Yes, yeah. For, I, I'm saying virtually only to like basically to cover to cover your butt, cover my of course. know yeah, I appreciate a, once that. Once in a blue moon or something, but I mean, cheat sheets as far as basically it shows like the 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 betting lines and the uh, the totals and the yeah, goal scoring odds, yep. potential set piece takers and penalties and you know some bit the organized stats that are more relevant for daily Mm -hmm. i mean it's stuff that you could look and see itemized uh in the stats interface but more like okay if if it's a four game slate here are eight teams and here's the most relevant relevant stats for you like in one place so you could just look at this cheat sheet and be like okay i get the basics of the slate yes right there
1: we uh it's worth pointing out that basically the uh the this specific teams on the slate if they are all in leagues where that we have stats for which would be the the Premier League, La Liga, Ligue 1, Serie A, Bundesliga um, Bundesliga is not on DraftKings so they are but, but you get those teams but we get for, those for the, the Europa League. League and Champions League. Right. Yes. Um, if the slate is made up like if it's an inter- interleague slate <clears throat> made up of those teams, we'll have some very detailed cheat sheets. But as we've seen kind of early in the season, they've had some, DraftKings has had some English championship slates. Um, I would assume that they're going to throw in some v c slates, or at least teams, uh, on some interleague slates this season. We don't have those stats, and I'm not willing to steal them from other people to post them um, just because I don't really want people stealing our stuff and posting it elsewhere, so I can't really be that guy. Uh, so we'll still have set piece takers and the odd stuff is obviously from any sort of betting site you can find. But in terms of like the, the really detailed uh, cheat sheets, like our premier league ones are very detailed with player stats and team stats and team allowed stats. You can see kind of which teams are allowing a lot of crosses, for example. Um, We'll have those particularly for the premier league, but uh, you know, any sort of interleague slate we used to have the interleague slates. I remember the Sunday uh 245 ones are usually pretty good because there's a, the syria Osley, which is pretty much always has Juventus or Napoli there's probably a Barcelona or Real Madrid game on and then PSG And like we have all those stats so um, all
2: subscribers will have kind of a cheat sheet that breaks down that slate right and it's for literally like when I say vir- I say virtually only to cover cover your butt but like EPL Champions League Tuesdays and Wednesdays when it mm-hmm. goes on Europa League, typically mm-hmm. there's two slates because the two time periods. Yep. Uh, so that's Thursdays when it's on. And then you have those Mondays and Fridays where you have the Interleague slates, which mm-hmm. may only be two or three games. The Saturday, Sunday, uh, yeah, I mean, with EPL and the Interleague, plus you got uh, whatever midweek and weekend MLS slates, Liga MX for, yep. for Mexican League. I mean, I know you don't do the cheat sheets for Liga MX as often. That's why I'm Saying that's the, that's where the virtually comes in, right? I mean, <laughs> when there's typically when there's nothing else going on that day, and like that's like the only thing that's like it's like MLS and Liga Max, it's like okay, so here's two cheat sheets for that. Yeah, usually there's not Premier League, MLS, La Liga,
1: and Interleague, and the showdowns. Like we right. tend not to have, but even eight. the
2: showdown showdowns. Sl- I mean, you do cheat sheets for yeah. the showdown slates, and that's the part of the virtually where. Not yes. every showdown slate, but if there's like a main one where there's not much going on that day, and if you're going to play DFS soccer, like it's the type of thing that seven days a week. If there's contests going on on DraftKings, FanDuel, or Yahoo, there's content. Yes, like there's there's and then for the big slates, which I mean for the big prize pool slates like the Premier League Saturdays and the Champions League Tuesday and Wednesdays, mm-hmm. like in addition to the cheat sheets, the detailed kind of you know, top plays type of articles written yes. down per position here, people to look look at, and not just like a one-line description, just like, you know, here's an actual, you know. It's your standard tout article. Right, exactly, right. Here's three defenders, here's four, four midfielders, here's three forwards. Yep. And then also, like, in a lot of times in your articles, like, you cover, like, a lot of the same topic in one, like, player piece right yeah i
1: i try to make an article that is revolves around player picks that really is more about describing a slate than it is the picks themselves but uh what i've picked up from readers over the years is people really just like to see a few bold names that they can play and i get that but i tend to want to explain a little more in my articles so you'll get a little more than just hey pick this guy
2: Right, so I mean, like if you're covering something like Liverpool and you're like, like well, Mo Salah, like right. well that that would be you know as a heavy home favorite, it's like yeah, he's probably going to be a the chalk, but you're also going to mention like if if you want some leverage in GPP, you know, you Mane or Firmino, or you know if if we see you know Milner or Shaqiri, they may take some of the floor away type of you mm-hmm. know like it's some type of analysis like that. Yes. And that's for the 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 major, Slates and it's for all different sites. So like the FanDuel article is different than the DraftKings article, which is different yes. than the Yahoo article because the scoring systems are different. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing on FanDuel, there you go. You have you know the the central midfielders and the and the defenders maybe, you know, you're playing the underdog defender for the the Champions League, you know, the fourth division, whatever to, you know, whatever minnow is in that group or something. <laughs> And it's like you play the central defender who is, you know, we've never heard of before today. Right. That may have a lot of clearances for a low price or something. Mm -hmm. So it's for that. And then you get all the – if you don't want to just look at the cheat sheet for all the most relevant stats and you go even deeper, you have all the the stat database and it's all the official Opta everything stats and also the DFS trends page where, like, you could break down – Stuff where, like, taking like what you do with like the quote floor points mm-hmm. of like taking away goals and assists, yep, taking away red. Cut co- like you could you could organize all of that you want if you want to really get down in the weeds, you can, yes, just through Wire And there are other sites that do have opt stats for some of the leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I always mention who scored, I mean, yep. because they're not really a competitor to Wire. they do something completely different. But to find stats on, on who scored, there's a million of them, and you have to click fourteen times mm-hmm. to get anything. You'd rather kind of sortable in one place, so you could easily see something in three minutes rather than eight minutes. Right. Uh, but but it's it's the same type of stats. And then uh, the the Slack chat, which we're, we're almost up to four hundred people in, mm-hmm. uh, and that Slack chat uh, I, I, it, it obviously goes on twenty four seven. It's more busy obviously during slates or right yep. before slates, but that's the the best time to. You know, an hour before lock, you know lineups come out. It's like, oh, this guy's in and that guy is that is that a good value? Is uh, you know, uh, even the day before, of like, uh, you know, I'm looking at this type of construction versus that type of construction. We really, uh, we no one posts lineups in the in the in the Slack chat only because, uh, I mean, it's we're all playing form. each other. You're all playing each kind of playing each other anyway. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, so you kind of don't want to do that. Uh, but but all of that combined so i mean we're, we're talking all the if if there's daily fantasy soccer going on at any point which includes when it's on international break you get like these world cup qualifiers yeah. or the friendlies or, or whatever. the friendlies yeah right you're i mean andrew you're i mean i always say i i don't quote work for rotowire like they they write me a little check mm-hmm. a little peanuts uh for every podcast that i do and if i wrote uh, i would i would get a couple of bucks for that also but i hate writing but you're a full-time employee for Rotowire and your job is soccer. Yes. So if there's soccer go if they, there's there's no such thing as a day off for you pretty much. Because That's
1: certainly what my wife says. Right.
2: Because it could be a Wednesday in the middle of international break, and there's going to be some type of two-game international friendly slate. Yeah, the, old, sh- the yeah, the Montenegro and the Faroe Islands showdown. I can't wait for that. Right, or some, right, there's going to be something like that, and there will be content mm-hmm. that if you don't know anything about these teams or anything, there's something to look at to make you at least uh, competitive yep. enough where you're not rostering guys that are not playing, that are injured, that, you know, you know who crosses more than the others who may be taking set pieces. Because sometimes you see that it could be one of four guys. And, like, here's our educated guess. One guy could be on a Monopoly. It could be split. It could be who knows. It depends mm-hmm. on who starts. And a lot of times that Slack chat is is uh, useful for that. Yes. But all of that combined. So it's not just Premier League. It's not, it's not just Champions League or whatever. Uh, you could get all of that. All of what we mentioned. For as little as three dollars and ninety nine cents <laughs> a month. That's if you mm-hmm. pay pay the annual like forty eight bucks. Yes, for the annual, it ends up being like five ninety nine if you want to pay monthly five dollars yes. and ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. To be clear, and uh, if you want to include, uh, this is the only reason why I don't mention it, and because uh, since it's uh, I don't work full time, I could kind of say if you want that the daily fantasy like the optimizer. Mm-hmm. like the the lineup builder type of thing uh that costs a little like an extra $2 a month right uh but you know well have, the the I, uh, I, I, I dfs trends
1: page is in that it's part of category. that also. Oh,
2: yeah. okay okay yes. if it's worth if that's worth it to you mm-hmm. i don't personally uh i don't personally use it so i be but uh, we're talking about the additional $2 a month yes so it's not like it's that big of a deal but it's something that if if you're not If you're not building 50 lineups or, you know, you don't want to use an optimizer with the rotowire projections, which obviously it includes, uh, I don't, I don't see a need for it, but so the cheapest you could get away with is $3.99 a month. The most expensive, if you don't want to do it monthly, uh, if you don't want to do it uh, annual upfront for the whole year, not the whole season for an entire calendar year, 365 days from the day that you sign up, uh, that would end up being fourteen ninety nine a month if you want the dia, and if you want all, and also if you want all sports, right, right. Like if you want, I mean, there is a I soccer believe- specific one, but like for an extra two right. bucks a month, you get like everything, be able to use college basketball and golf and mm-hmm. MLB and all that. Uh, the daily coverage for each of those sports is hit or miss, depending on the sport. I like, could, to be fair, I am going to plead the fifth. You are going to plead the fifth. I'm not saying whether or not I'm not talking about value built. You know, like is, is it worthwhile? I'm just saying that, like, like MLB. You I like, know what you're saying, right? But <laughs> I mean, but I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't necessarily think like if you're going into like NASCAR thinking you can get the daily fantasy coverage that you get in soccer, I think you'll probably be disappointed. Correct. But maybe, I would
1: argue that the uh, the in terms of daily fantasy sports, soccer is by far the best for rotowire. Right,
2: but Among NFL and MLB and NBA are are fine. The content mm-hmm. the, the content is there is the best way to put it. Yep. I just want him to say that if he want to just like oh how about sign up for all the sports, it's like well, like a lot of and some of that stuff isn't even behind the paywall anyway. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide what I'm. I'm just offering only because yes. uh, they're, I'm they're, perfectly content with everybody listening to this signing up for a
1: soccer only subscription.
2: Right. For $3.99 <laughs> a month mm-hmm. for 365 days of what we just mentioned. If you talk to anyone that subscribes and everyone that's, uh, you know, even even people that don't subscribe are like, yeah, it's kind of, for that price, uh, it's, if you never played Daily Fantasy Soccer, if you just, like, got in because of the World Cup, mm-hmm. like, there's no better, there's, there's literally no better, especially for the price, let alone... It could it could be three hundred and ninety nine dollars, and it would still probably be more value than some other competitive places. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of it was simply that soccer stats are not the easiest thing to get. Uh, right. You can you get pay, them for free, right? But RotoWire pays. Like this we, is not great. Exactly. This is like you have an actual Opta feed. Yes, that like everything goes through. Like, and the the reason we use Opta, and I know that there are people who
1: uh, who hate Opta based on some decisions that Opta makes in terms of games that don't go their way. But we use Opta because DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, the Premier League, MLS, they use Opta. Like, we want our stats to basically mimic their stats. Uh, And so using a different stat provider obviously will lead to some discrepancies. Uh, So that's why we use Opta, and everything is there for anybody who subscribes. Right,
2: so there, there, there's, there's the big preseason sales pitch, <laughs> right? I mean, just, to, I mean, people will be coming in, especially mm-hmm. after World Cup, or you know, not even maybe they subscribed and paid for a month or something. Like this is, I mean, they, <laughs> personally, I think the the amount of money that that you guys at Rotowire pay for the stats, like, don't even make up for the subscriptions for the price that they are. Hmm. Might be. More may, maybe, or maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the business model. I'm just kind of coming from coming from the daily fantasy side, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm involved in with other sports, every you know other places, that you know just highlighting the fact that like it's extremely underpriced. Yes, for what you get, and uh, there's no there's no fire emojis <laughs> or anything. Like here's the information. Use it mm-hmm. however you see fit. There are plenty uh, Nearly nearly every slate, there's someone in the Slack chat that gets a big score, and mm-hmm. it's never promoted because, like, you could do a million things in GPP. Use the information whichever way you want. Mm-hmm. So there are plenty of times people, when I look at their lineup and go, they're thanking us, but I wouldn't deploy. This is a really risky lineup. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, something like how do you take credit for that? It just so happens. <laughs> but when you have so many subscribers, there's always going to be outliers. Yes. So every so often, so that's the why you'll you, you won't see, you know, fire emoji, subscribe now, type of whatever. Yeah. And uh, what's the worst case scenario for four bucks?
1: Yeah, we're very it, happy for everybody's winnings. I would prefer it to be my own, but, um, you feel the same way. But, I always uh, wish yeah, everyone bad not. luck.
2: Right. Exactly. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let let's 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 get to the teams now. Yes.
1: Um, Arsenal first off one of the kind of tougher DFS teams only because there are a lot of guys who have like really good floors sometimes and uh, we have kind of a mix of set piece takers sometimes Uh, there's a very clear goal score so we have that Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang is obviously their main goal scorer I think he's rarely going to be a cash play There maybe a Arsenal is probably going to play a lot of Sundays because they're in the Europa League this year. So we may see some short slates where Aubameyang has very good goal odds. Uh, But overall, we tend to look more to—you love Mesut Ozil mostly in uh, GPP only because he's under-owned. But Mesut Ozil takes set pieces for Arsenal. Unfortunately, we've also seen Henrik Mkhitaryan take some, usually not when Ozil's on. Aaron Ramsey has taken some in the preseason, even with Ozil on. Uh, they added Lucas Torreira this uh, this summer. He took uh, corners for his previous team. I doubt he takes... I don't think anybody has a monopoly on this team. Um, and their wing back or their fullback, excuse me, uh, Saad uh, Kolasinic was expected to start at left back. He just got hurt. So we're going to see probably Nacho Monreal again. He and Hector Bellerin's on the other side. Neither of them are, like, significant crossers. That's kind of the weird thing about Arsenal is that they don't... They're just not a heavy open play crossing team. Um, but the cash guys are usually Ozil, Mkhitaryan,
2: and maybe Ramsey if kind of the dominoes fall the right way. I disagree with you. Okay. Uh, the way that they've been playing, even the end of last year and uh, even into the preseason, they've been playing four, a 4-3-3 four, three, three with Lacazette centrally and Aubameyang wide. Wide, sure. So, But like Aubameyang is still heavily expected to lead them in goals true but he's also playing wide which means his open play floor value goes up Uh, I'm not sure it's I mean he's not a crosser from out wide draw fouls
1: sure but I I mean he but he but he he could have
2: three crosses three fouls drawn play 90 minutes have an assist have chances created I mean obviously but that's more for showdown Uh, I would love to see them add that for for classic I agree uh, but I think the I think you're overselling the crosses. No, well I, I'm just looking for at least more of, I, more of a floor than Lacazette, especially if we're going to see. I agree see, with that I agree if with we're going to see Arsenal on Sunday slates, which are short slates, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to fill a forward spot, so I, I look and I go, well, Mkhitaryan's probably going to be priced up decently in the eight ks. Yang could be ten k. Yep. Right. Lacazette'll be in the high eights. Yep. Ozil may end up probably maybe even the mid set mid to low sevens. Uh, like then who do you play? It's like I think a lot of times on Sundays you're gonna be playing a as your number one option because he fills a forward spot because you're gonna look at the their their opponent, uh, maybe a heavy underdog, and the other game may not have a forward eligible player with a floor. Yeah. So like that's I I take a look at a being I to me their top choice when they are in heavy p- favored positions even more so for short slates for bigger slates it's possible that you fade the whole team right but I'm that's kind of where i was going
1: where it's a little tougher to to really nail down the cash play
2: yeah but i'm more likely to play mkhitaryan over ozil okay but ozil you're right i play ozil in gpp but i play him for goal upside right leverage like he's gonna be seven percent owned Mm -hmm. and score a goal or get two assists or something like that when, when Abamyang and GPP, on like a three-game slate, is like 58% owned. Right. And Lacazette is 32% owned. hmm And Mkhitaryan is probably 30s or something like that. So that's why I look at Ozil not necessarily as a cash play. Until proven otherwise, I look at their set piece situation as up in the air. Agreed. Just like this. And they're going to be priced high enough where they're priced for a Monopoly when they don't have one. Yes, because at some point
1: in some game, one of them will had a monopoly. And so that just throws off the, the, uh, algorithm. I'm going to wow. tell you the guy that I'm going to play way more than I probably should. And it's Lucas Torreira.
2: Okay. Probably be cheap to start the season. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, maybe, but he like draws fouls, wins tackles. I think part of his, uh, a significant part of his crossing upside came from set pieces last year with Sampdoria, and He's, most likely not having those now, but I'm going to play Lucas Terrera often this year. I bet.
2: Well, that's a punt play on a two-game slate.
1: Uh, if you want to call it a punt play, that's fine.
2: Well, you don't th- you think it's a, pri- a, a, a core play? I mean, is like everything 5,200 a a 5, for Torreira? Like, is that is that something that you'd play on a six-game slate? Uh, Fifty-two hundred, probably not. No. Okay, but I don't know. Depends. Depends on the context of the slate. I just he's he's,
1: he has the possibility to be the most well-rounded fantasy player for Arsenal in terms of
2: good good luck with your four points. Yeah, no, no,
1: no. no. I think I think his floor is going to be like six or seven.
2: Okay, we'll see. Yeah, I still think you play with Bamiyang mostly from Arsenal.
1: I think you do too on on shorter slates. Yeah, but even on if
2: they're heavily if they're heavily favored in the three total on a five six game slate, you know, if they play it yeah you but that five six game spot? slate
1: probably includes at least one other top six if not two others like right you're not going to play pay ten five for bamiang and not ten five for kdb or
0: eh,
2: maybe depends we'll see. we'll see we'll
1: see okay let's get to bournemouth yes um you love ryan Fraser. I already saw this in the Slack chat for this upcoming slate. We're not going to talk about the the first weekend, but you already don't. I don't love him for 8,900,
2: but I love him on Bournemouth. Yeah, so Ryan Frazier
1: usually takes set pieces when Junior Stanislas is not in. Stanislas is hurt to start the season. Uh, Jordan Ibe is another option who could take set pieces, but Frazier certainly does more kind of all over. Uh, But Ibe is always, like, Frazier doesn't have a monopoly, but he's the most active in open play crosser on the team. Anyway, um, their fullbacks are okay. They're not great. Charlie Daniels is usually the most expensive one. Adam Smith sometimes sneaks up there too. Uh, Daniels was a big disappointment last year and they brought in Diego Rico to compete for that left back spot. Um, Rico's suspended for the first three games. So Daniels theoretically will start early, but, um, I always looked at them more as traps than anything else. And the ones that we really liked was Simon Francis, who occasionally plays out wide and, but is priced more as a center back because he tended to play more at center back. Um, Well, from what I see
2: in preseason that they're, they're playing more and even the end of last season playing a three, four, three and playing with Daniels as a wing back. And then like Ibe as the other wing
1: back. Yeah. Or Frazier
2: or Frazier, but I mean the preseason Ibe's actually played there and Frazier's Mm -hmm. played in the front three. Yeah. But, I mean, I take a look, like, to me, your assessment is correct. I think Bournemouth, since they really haven't added anyone, uh, or really, I mean, they're kind of the same team from last year. Yeah. I take a look, and it's like, it's Ryan Frazier, and then I'm done. Uh, and then a punt play would be like a Lewis Cook, yep. or like a Sermon or something like that on a shorter slate. You need a, a 3K level guy Yep. Uh, as a fill-in. And then all their, you know, guys like Josh King and Wilson, Defoe. I mean, those are GPP plays. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, I don't, I really don't say, I mean, it's the same team. It's Bournemouth from last year. But yep. I mean, if Frazier's going to be, if Frazier's going to be that high priced for the whole year, I mean, he has a floor, but I he mean, does. You're, you're paying for safety.
1: Yes. And it's mostly cross floor. He doesn't shoot that much. Um, he draws. He doesn't draw that many fouls. Like you're, you're basically playing Fraser for the potential fifteen
2: cross game, which happens. But um, I'm much more likely to pay up for him in when they're home. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Like he's not the type of player where he does so much. He does. He's the whole team. Right. Where even in underdog positions, you're like, he's still safe. Yeah. Like, no, it's Bournemouth. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh,
1: Bournemouth's a fairly attacking team. Like, they're not a team that bunkers down even when they're away. That doesn't mean that they do that well when they're away. They tend to just give up goals. But they're not, like, a heavily defensive side. And so while you're more likely to play Frazier when they're home, it's more because they're favored than – like, if they're slight underdogs away, you're not just – pushing Frazier aside because they're away. Like, you'll probably give him plenty of consideration when they're, you know, at Huddersfield and at Fulham, those kind of games. Like, it's not like you just ignore him.
2: Right, and, and and this all changes when Stanislaus comes back. Exactly. When Stanislaus comes back, well, that part part when he comes back, typically, if you think Stanislaus is going to play more than 75 minutes, like, he'll be cheap when he comes back from injury. And or Frazier will be too expensive, mm-hmm. right, for that... Situation, Yes. And then their attackers are never
1: uh, cash plays. Callum Wilson, Josh King. I can't imagine anybody plays Defoe this year, but Jermaine Defoe is there. King Um, could
2: be forward eligible. I mean, you'd play Ibe over King. Right. But on a short slate, if Bournemouth is favored, if they're playing head home against Cardiff or something. Yeah, if if it's a Bournemouth-Cardiff showdown, then you're
1: probably thinking about King, yes. Right,
2: over (laughs) Wilson. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, King is definitely the more attacking player overall. Um, well, as it plays deeper, but Wilson. I mean, well, if, if right, I would say Wilson like plays 10. as the nine. So, right. Yeah. Uh, I think That's it. I got nothing else on Burnmouth. Okay. How about Brighton? Brighton. Uh, Pascal Gross was one of the most frustrating fantasy options last year because it was like one of those like, if you have those players that always get there, Pascal Gross always got there not um, always
2: he didn't always get there he was but it, but second it,
1: in the league in crosses
2: but it's tilting when like you're, you you play him for a set piece monopoly and then like knock hard or march or you know someone else is taking corner kicks hmm. and then it's like you, you end up with like three points and then the next week like you don't take him he's still you know, it's still march or someone else and then gross scores like two goals so or, I or something, or something was... like that. And then when you right. don't take him, he's on a monopoly and he has yeah. 14 crosses.
1: Yep. He's extremely frustrating in that respect. Um...
2: The only good thing about Gross, in my opinion, uh, as far as rostering or not, is that it's it's not going to be very often where Brighton are in favorite positions. True. True. But he is forward eligible. Gross? Yeah. Is Gross still
1: forward eligible? I don't remember him ever being forward eligible.
2: Yeah, yeah, he come on. Gross. He used to be forward eligible. Really? Okay. Or maybe he's not anymore. Whatever. I, I do That increases his value if, if, yes. he, if he still is. The.
1: So Gross, Knockhart, Anthony Knockhart, Solly March, those were kind of their main crossers last year. Um, Glenn Murray was always around to get a penalty, which was – not really tilting. He was never owned enough that it, it mattered that much. Certainly not in cash. Um, but this summer they added our boy from the World Cup, Ali Reza Jahangbosh from uh, Ajax. Is that where he was? He hasn't,
2: but he hasn't even played in the preseason. for them. That's either. right.
1: That's right. Um, and when I was going through this stats, uh, th- this like team stat dump that I did, I, tried, I wanted to include guys, you know, players' stats from last season. And it's worth noting that everybody who comes from the Dutch league, the uh, red VC, all of their stats are inflated. It's like a total defense optional league. And so you look at the stats and you're like, Oh my gosh, this guy does everything. And then, and then you're like, huh, there are a lot of guys that kind of <laughs> do everything in this league. So what you see from there, I mean, transferring from that league to England is, is not easy. And so, he, he took set pieces for Ajax last year, um, or at least some. Uh, I don't think he's going to take them over Gross whenever he starts playing. But I think there are going to be enough people, at least when he starts out, that recognize him from the World Cup. And as weird as it sounds, mm-hmm. because it's not like he played for France or, or England in the World Cup, but right. he was and a name right. in the World Cup. Right, and, and, he, so... and he
2: played for AZ. Like, you're, you're confusing Oh, that's what it was. not Ajax, sorry. Like, Zayax. Zayax. played right. for
1: Ajax, right. Um, so I think people will play him early on, but I still think in the end, I can't believe Pascal Gross is still like the safest cash play on this team.
2: Right, but I mean we have to see if he even play. I mean, the beginning of the season he may not even play. Right. I think the most surprising thing in Brighton preseason, uh, you, you know who who's played the most minutes in preseason? Bruno. That's correct. My mm-hmm. boy Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> he may he may be the starting. Uh, yeah. Right back. Uh, obviously he's not going to end up. If that continues, he's not going to be priced down. That's the only reason he was ever my boy. Like, right, Bruno at 4200 I don't play, <laughs> right? Like, no, Bruno at 3400 when he's yeah. priced underneath center backs is when I play. Right. For those but who I'm, are unfamiliar, Bruno is also 58 years old. So
1: uh, <laughs> Mama, just, well, just hesitate on that. Um, yeah, I mean, he played 30. No, that doesn't seem right. Played a ton of minutes now, last year, and yeah, he doesn't. He's only, cross. he's only
2: a year and a half older than me. Yeah, he's only a year and a half younger than me. Younger, okay,
1: right. All
2: right. Either way, he's old. Right, <laughs> but uh, everyone else in Brighton is a non-option.
1: Uh, you never played uh, Ezekiel Shaleto.
2: Well, I'm talking cheap fullback. Me. I mean, you could you could say that about any team. If you find a fullback that's under four K on a slate, they're always going to be viable. Yes. And Brighton, typically, that's why we talk about Bruno. And last year, I mean, he didn't play that often. No. But it's like, I oh, just if you ever need, you know, Gatenbong, you know, those type of guys. I bet, you know, these, these are three-point floor guys that if you need salary relief in mm-hmm. a defender spot because you want to play higher-priced midfielders, I mean, go for it. I mean, it, it's going to come from these types of teams.
1: Yeah. Uh, they also added Florin Andon, but up that's front. goal dependent. But, but I mean he's, that, yeah, I was going to say he's more—he's just as goal dependent as Glenn Murray or anyone else that they start up front. So it'll be rare that—I mean, theoretically, there's always a GPP slate. At some point, there will be a GPP slate where you think maybe I'll play Murray. I never got there, but some people did. I saw them win money with him.
2: Well, those are goal dependent GPP yeah, plays. That's exactly. More, more, exactly. More than, I mean, I mean, we're getting it. Let's go to Burnley. Yeah. Ugh. What's going to happen with Burnley in the beginning of this season? Um, I mean, I think the two the two play, the two guys that you'd want to play in Burnley won't be playing, right?
1: Brady and Goodmanson, right? Uh, Brady was back and it got re injured or something. Yeah, right, it, or something. It, it sounds like it's not serious, but basically Brady was like an automatic cash play for me last year. Um, he took every set piece. When he was on the field crossed an open play took shots won tackles he was great uh, he got hurt he suffered a serious knee injury and unlike other teams that will then take that role and kind of spread it around um, they gave that entire responsibility to Johan Berg Goodmunson and he became the easy cash play the difference between the two was that Goodmunson was forward eligible and Brady never was uh, and They they were other or Good Munson at least was another always got there because he always got there whenever he didn't cross he scored a goal or won five tackles out of nowhere. Um, I think Brady will play. I don't think he's seriously injured, and I think they are going to play early. But I'm not sure. I want to play the alternatives if it's not those two. Even though we've seen the kind of monopoly if they are like, are you really going to play Ashley Westwood if Brady and Good Munson don't play?
2: Or how about Stephen DeFore? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, these these are guys These are guys that, without set-piece responsibility, have, like, no floors. Because they play so deep. Um, I mean, Good Munson plays on there. They play a 4-4-2. No, no, well, I'm the... not talking about Brady and Berger Munson. I'm talking oh, about, oh, oh. if you eliminate those two, yes. you take a look and you're like, are you playing Jack Cork? Are right. you playing Jeff Hendrick? Are you playing, I, I mean, I, at that point, the options become like, I'd rather play Ashley Barnes. Right. I agree. with and, you. and that's horrible. So I mean, like, so So I was I mean, on the actually, Barnes bandwagon a little bit last year. Only because he took a bunch of shots. Burnley actually shot the ball more. Yep. yep. Chris Wood is the the top goal dependent GPP play. Yes. When he's in, and the the full the fullbacks uh, are inconsistent, but they're playable. And they're usually cheap.
1: That's why they're playable. Right. I mean, like you're not going to play forty five hundred dollar Matthew Lowton. No. But, but sometimes he will be.
2: But sometimes he will be. It depends. Yep. But Burnley are rarely going to be favorites, or a big enough favorite. They may be favorites against half the league, but it won't be—it'll still be under even money. Right. They'll be home plus 110 favorites. Right. So you look— They'll they'll
1: also be on a lot of Sunday—well, maybe not. Depends if they get through, but they're currently playing in Europa qualifying. Right. So— they could be playing Sundays at least early in the season,
2: right? If they are playing, in uh, this is a heads up. I mean, we'll probably talk about it on the, on the the day when we you know break down the slates every week. That uh, if Burnley do make it into the Europa Group stage, like I'd play, I yeah I'd play guys against them. Like oh yeah, in the Premier League because they they don't They're have, not deep. They don't have an international. They don't have a roster deep enough to be in a European competition. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I'm not saying that because uh, value will open up on Burnley. It'll be the exact. Uh, it, like, yes, you'll see Burnley on a Sunday on a three-game, two-game slate and go, like, wow, they have a $3,200 player playing in the central attacking midfielder role that I've never heard of <laughs> or right. something like that. Uh, and then, but, like, no, I'm playing, I'm playing like, four Arsenal players against them. Yep. Like, I, like the, I'd rather play the punt play on another game than play... The guy that can't that is on the reserve squad for Burnley.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's everybody from Burnley.
2: Okay, so ha- okay, let's get uh, alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. Newly promoted mm-hmm. Cardiff City.
1: Yes. Uh, so Cardiff has by far the best odds to be relegated. Uh, they are widely believed to be the worst team in the Premier League. Uh, they scored a bunch of goals last year in the Championship.
2: Yeah, but they haven't improved themselves. And they
1: haven't really done much to get better. And they are expected to to finish with the lowest points of anyone this year. Uh, Junior Hoylet is their main fantasy option. He's their biggest crosser. I believe he led them in crosses and shots last year. Uh, And Joe Rawls is the other option who does kind of the similar things, but... Not as much as Hoylet, and I really don't think you're going to consider anybody else unless they have some sort of magical signing between now and Saturday,
2: or a cheap fullback on a if you need salary There's no other pun Yeesh. plays available.
1: Right, I'm not even sure you're really going to go that crazy for pun plays, even but, cheap. But I'm
2: just saying, like in in a match where Cardiff is playing another lower table side, like I would, you don't you don't play a thirty two hundred dollar fullback from them if they're playing Man City. Correct. Like, because they're going to be dynamically priced down. I'm just yep. talking about in the matchups where, you know, it's Cardiff at home to Bournemouth. And you go, well, there's no other salary relief elsewhere. I want to pay up in these three spots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have one of their fullbacks is 3600 Right. And you're like, well, there's no other – like, there's no pay-up options at defense on that slate. So it's like, why do I pay a 4100 you know, Crystal Palace fullback, or do I play thirty? Like, okay, this – Take the 500 and play, you know, and punt yeah. there. But as far as the difference between Hallett and, and Rawls is that Rawls plays deeper centrally. Yep. And Hallett is, like, a, 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 a attacking yep. winger. Yep. And Hallett is forward eligible. So, like, I know in this card coming up slate, he's 7,500. <sighs> that's still too expensive. <laughs> like, that's why I think Rawls will end up settling down somewhere in the high 4, low 5K range. Mm-hmm. And Hollett will end up somewhere in, like, maybe the high 6K range. I think he'll be, be
1: in that Aaron Moy – yeah, the Aaron Moy range.
2: Right, right. But it's those type of considerations of uh, you're playing what's – they're uh, even at home, they may never be favored. It's possible. Right. Or not, at it's home not going to be often. The, right. At home against the second-worst team in the league, they're still going to be under even money favorites. Right, right. So like this is on on like a six game slate. I don't think you look at any of these. Feet. I mean this is this is a a late slate, a an all day slate type of type of options or yep. like forward is so disgusting that you're gonna put in wallet and right. not like it. Yep. And because because it's like there's just no other. Everyone else is goal dependent. And if you want ultimate safety, and I'm not ultimate in quotes. <laughs> With a guy that has somewhat of a floor. But yeah, the problem with the in DFS for soccer, for DraftKings at least, because of the crosses, always understand. Because I know that's, uh, we'll, get, we'll get to Huddersfield, but people have been talking about Moy for this Saturday slate. Going, set pieces in general. I know they're easier to predict as far who takes them, they generate points. They also have upside because they lead to a goal or an assist. Uh, You always have to factor in, no no matter, well, this guy's on a set piece monopoly. Well, how many are they going to earn? Mm -hmm. So, on the favorite sides, like sometimes you may see, oh, these three guys may split, but they may have 22 set piece opportunities. And then you have on the lower end, on the bad teams, this guy takes them all, but they may have three of them. Yeah. So, it's like you have to always weigh that, yes. Some of the top sides or some of the better sides, you know, you take a look at Arsenal like we just talked about and go, I don't know if it's going to be Mkhitaryan or Ozil or this guy or that guy. It's like it, they, they're they split maybe more than someone's monopoly on a worse team. So going into the season, especially with like someone like Cardiff, like don't just go, well, I'm plugging in Joe Rawls. Because <laughs> like, even then on Cardiff, neither of them have a monopoly.
1: Right. Yeah, half of 10 Three. is more than... All of three, so right or something or whatever it is, right,
2: right. But outside of that, I don't. Who who do you play? Who do you play in Cardiff? Other than if you're going to go completely contrarian, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) All right. Chelsea is next. Uh, Chelsea have a new manager. Um, Antonio Conte was fired, and um, they appear done with the back three, um, which we got a very long run of you considering Victor Moses every week because he was cheap. He was Ford eligible and playing as a wingback. Uh, those days, at least the wingback part are over. I'm not sure how much Moses even plays this year, but, um, <clears throat> we still, William is still there despite all these rumors that he's leaving. Uh, Ses Fabregas is there. They both have taken set pieces. Ed and Hazard, uh, eventually will be there. He's taken set pieces mostly when those guys are not there. Uh, and Marcus Alonso is kind of the ultimate tilt that he tended to be expensive. He was midfield only uh, playing as a wing back, even though he played the exact same position as Victor Moses. They had only one was forward eligible. Uh, but even he was one who would come up with these 12 cross games every so often or score a goal. Uh, he might start at left back. Uh, David uh, Zapacosta could start at right back instead of Moses this year, since Moses isn't even really a defender, let alone a wing back. Um, we could see Cesar's Piliqueta play right back. Um, all of them, this, I don't want to say it's like Arsenal in terms of the set-piece situation because Cesc Fabregas tended to take them when he was on, but um, it's a
2: it's a bit complicated with Chelsea. Not necessarily. If they're going to play with a four in the back, I think it makes things much easier. Because I think uh, if Alonso is going to play as a fullback, they'll, DK will eventually put him as defender eligible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... I mean, midfield... He's always going to
1: be the most expensive, or one of the most expensive. Right,
2: ones, and the so. one that I fade the most. Right. Like, when he's midfield only eligible, I mean, I GPP only. He's a GPP play, yeah. Right, no matter what. I'm looking at Fabregas, I'm looking at William. Willian is forward eligible, Fabregas mm-hmm. isn't. Uh, William has more upside than Cesc does. Yep. Uh, and Hazard is, uh, to, to me, Hazard is, is the guy that I play the least out of all of them. Typically, I'd rather play Pedro for like 4K cheaper mm-hmm. than play Hazard, only because Hazard for Belgium is better than Hazard for Chelsea. Uh, he's
1: He is better, although he scores the same way for Chelsea.
2: Right. It's just a matter of finding the game where he does. Mm-hmm. But he's just always so expensive for, yes, he does have a higher floor than Marauder or Giroud. Yep. But not much. He rarely
1: right. has set pieces. He's certainly not an open play crosser, and so you're relying on the game where he draws five fouls and takes five shots, and they just don't happen consistently enough to pay as much as you have to for his upside.
2: Right. Typically, he's a short slate. Yes. Yeah, I need a forward-eligible player type of yep. play. Or when everyone else is out, and it's like, well, who else is going to be on set pieces The right. hazard? Right. All right. And then it ends up being Alonzo, and then you start throwing And throwing. Right. <laughs> right. Or Pedro it takes on both sides, and you do something like that. Yep. But uh, I mean, Chelsea is more of a who's. It's uh, all the top teams since they are deeper. I mean, Chelsea isn't as deep as like Man City or Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or even Arsenal. Uh, it's a week to week who's in and who's not in. Right. Uh, and Chelsea are going to be playing on Saturdays, so most likely are going to be on larger slates. Mm-hmm. So that's why I look at like guys like Hazard going. Most likely, I don't play Hazard most weeks on Saturdays. Right. Because there will be other forward-eligible options that have safer floors for cheaper prices. Yep. But they're always... I mean, Chelsea's going to be favored most of the time. So feel free to take those options. I think, you know, Jorginho has limited value.
1: Agreed. Very good get for them, but not good enough to...
2: He's a great... Uh, he's, he's, Actually, think... they'll be
1: playing Thursday, Saturday or Sundays, won't they? They made Europa.
2: Yeah, okay, so they're yeah. going to be... So they'll play some... Okay.
1: Yeah. It'll be Hazard or Mikit or Ozil, and you'll be going back and forth that Right.
2: One. But Jorginho is a much better real-life player than Fantasy players. Yes. Yes.
1: And they obviously have, at least early in the season, a ton of guys who are late coming back from international from uh, the World Cup. So we could see... I think Pedro is actually going to be very popular early in the season.
2: Right. And if, especially if William's not in. Right. They also right. have that Hudson-Odoi yep. kid. Yep, that that's gonna be the that's gonna be the trap of the first week. Yep, I, I mean we're previewing the next podcast, but <laughs> I'm looking at that as what thirty three yeah. hundred or something going. Yep, he's gonna be popular and dud because we saw the same thing literally. I think the first game of last season. Also. Yeah,
1: with uh, Jeremy Bo- Boga
2: Boga right Bo- Bogo. Jermaine Boga right, and he yeah. gets you know substituted out thirty five minutes. Of- yep.
1: In fairness, it was a red card. <laughs> so you got negative points. No, no, it wasn't his red card. He got—he was the—he got sacrificed after the red card. Right. Gary Cahill, I believe, if I remember that correctly. Right. Um, but yeah, they're deep, uh, and their set piece situation is usually Willy or Fabregas. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then Kante is fun, but he's a terrible fantasy option, at least on DraftKings. Usually. All right, Crystal Palace, uh, which had a number of fantasy friendly guys andros townsend was our favorite one last year i believe more often than not because uh he took set pieces pretty consistently we saw johan kabai take a few throughout the season but he's gone now so townsend doesn't have a ton of competition for those um we obviously always had people playing Luka milivojevic because of his penalties which got him up to 10 goals last year not all of them were penalties Uh, I believe only seven of them were, but that's still a ridiculous total for a player like that. Uh, He did take some corners, though, at times, usually when I had Townsend. Uh, Wilfred Zaha was a popular cash option for a lot of people, even though he doesn't have any set pieces and he doesn't really cross an open play. But he takes shots, and he's one of those shots and fouls drawn guys that tends to score when I don't have them and I'm playing people who do. Uh, And... Patrick Van Anholt and Jeffrey Schlupp were kind of defensive wingers who always played up and neither of them were really that great. I like Schlup more than Van Anholt, but, um, and they added Max Meyer who from Schalke, who's more of an attacker, more of a uh, forward than anything else. Kind of in the Christian Benteke mold. I don't know if Benteke plays more this year. Uh, Wilfred Zaha was playing in the nine a lot. And I still think Townsend is the best option we have on this team.
2: No, I would agree with you. And with, with Hodgson's style, mm-hmm. I expect you know it's going to be like a 4-4-2 mm-hmm. type of thing where it's going to be Zaha and Benteke up top, and then Townsend on one side, and then they've been playing with Schlupp on the other. Yeah. Right? So Schlupp's defender eligible, but he, he tends to be a trap sometimes also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, advanced uh, defender, and he's 4K or something, and then he has two points. Right. Or comes off early or something, and mm-hmm. it depends. I mean, you may see oh, like it may end up being where Juan Basaka, who plays behind him, is actually more valuable than Schlupp. Some uh, games,
1: if he's cheaper, sure. He's just not. He's
2: not really a crosser. Right, but Crystal so. Palace, in and of themselves, the way that they play, is a fairly cash friendly team. Yep. Even in slight underdog positions, like yep. I obviously in heavy underdog positions, I don't like any of them. Yeah. Uh, but. You know Townsend does enough in open play that even without a set piece monopoly, he's worthwhile when he's forward eligible, especially. Yep. yep. Uh, I think the the wild card is going to be a guy that just came in, that probably won't, won't even play the first game. See how Max Meyer mm-hmm. uh, integrates into the side because I mean we even saw out of the Bundesliga that uh, he does he does have fantasy value.
1: Yeah. Yep. He's. Just- yeah, it was, I guess it was some off-field stuff that made him. His stats from Schalke don't look that great, but um, he really didn't play that much, and it doesn't. It wasn't because of the lack of ability, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think he, you know, I think he takes away minutes from Benteke more than Zaha or Townsend, though.
2: And then you have your favorite defender, who will most likely be priced up uh, for no apparent reason. Ugh. Patrick Van Anhalt. Yeah, and, I don't know
1: why. The, the worst part about it is is that every time he does, he has, like, that one good game every so often. All of these Patrick Van Anholt homers are like, see, he's great. And it's like, no, no, no. He literally had one or negative one points for, like, nine games in a row. And you still played him, and he just happened to score off of his right. back.
2: Right. Or, or happened to be, you know, like, Townsend comes off at the half for whatever reason, and Van Anholt, they end up getting 12 set-piece opportunities that Van Anholt takes. Ugh. Uh oh. he's an upside option. I mean, if, if you're gonna get a defender, a goal out of out of a fullback, or an assist or something, Van. And when Crystal Palace is like if Crystal Palace at home against Cardiff, Van Anholt, I could understand being an option for GPP. Maybe not cash. Right. the
1: the The worst thing about him is that home game against Cardiff. He's fifty one hundred, right. and there's still people who play him, and that's when he'll score.
2: Not when he's cheaper. When he's forty five hundred. Right, and right. it like a pick'em matchup. Exactly, exactly. But typically, there's a there's a there's, typically he's in a range at least for cash lineups where he's too expensive for what he gives you, and uh where where you'd rather pay like if I'm gonna take uh Van Anholt at forty seven hundred, I'd rather take someone at thirty eight hundred. Schlupp. Right. Exactly. Well, there you go. Exactly.
1: That's why I always fall in the schlup trap because I'm like, no way I'm going to pay $1,000 more for Van Anholt. Oh, I hate that team. I love okay. Townsend, hate that, and Zaha, I hate that team. Yeah. Um, next up is Everton, who has uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson, who I think a lot of people are expecting to be like great Gilfie Sigurdsson again. I'm one of them. And they have a lot of guys who kind of are the same fantasy player, just in different levels of production and age so they have richarlison theo walcott and yannick belasi and to a lesser well i'm not going to throw in dominic calvert lewin in but those three are occasional shooters more active shooters than not occasional but and more active than not crossers and they're good at drawing fouls and they're all kind of not that great regular cash options but you can get away with them. Like Richarlison was a great cash option the beginning of last season. And it's not because he was a great crosser. It's because he won all these fouls, all these tackles, drew all these fouls. He takes shots and Walcott and Blossie are kind of similar. They just don't do it as well as Richarlison. His problem was that he scored a few goals and got way too expensive. But I think those three guys are basically the same. Not that you would, but like Richarlison will be more expensive, but it's because he's more productive and then you just go down the ladder, how much less you want to pay for less production. But Sigurdsson will still continue to be, by far, the best cash option on the team.
2: Yeah, but I don't think uh, those three all start at the same time.
1: Right. I think well, my guess is two, two of out of the two. three. Yeah, Two right?
2: out of the three, and then you got, like, Tosin up top. Yep. Uh, I think the biggest boon to Sigurdsson this year is the lack of Wayne Rooney. Yes. And not because of Rooney taking set pieces. It's a matter of, now he's the, in the way, <laughs> right? He's not in the way. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. That uh, I think it it'll open up more play for Baines and Coleman as the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. We have to yet see how Lucas Dean, yep, you know, kind of integrates with with Everton. I don't think we'll we'll see him uh, the first game. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, I think the fact that you're mentioning that Walcott, Belasi, and Richardson are three players that typically play wide that run at players and draw fouls, well, yes, they get the one point for drawing a foul. But that sets up a set-piece opportunity. And Mm -hmm. Sigurdsson will be over that dead ball. Mm -hmm. So, to me, the fouls drawn by the other players will be spread out, but the the dead ball opportunity will be one person's responsibility. So I take a look at Sigurdsson and Everton, much better side than they are last year, at least on paper. So, I mean Everton is, is a top half of the table side now. For sure. Unlike last season where they were I mean, at some points they were like they may get relegated. Right. Yep. Uh that I mean to to me for this coming Saturday slate, I think Sigurdsson's even though they're a slight underdog to Wolves, uh I think he's on I think Sigurdson by at some point in the season will be over nine K. Oh
1: yeah. I think it'll be quick.
2: He should be. He's right. forward
1: eligible too. Right,
2: yeah. which makes it even better. I mean, right. just like, just really a forward-eligible yeah, guy that's on a set-piece Monopoly? Yeah. It's a free, Baines, Baines could poach, poach some also.
1: Yeah, but not enough to... It's, it's not enough to make you get off of Sigurdsson and not enough to make you go on to Baines. Right. Yeah. But I think but that's even with Everton's all the, easy.
2: Yeah, with all the new additions, it's also, it, it seems like Everton's easy.
1: Yeah. There's rumors now that they're going to bring in Bernard. Which fits the Sigurdsson thing you were saying well. Like, it's just another guy to draw fouls for Sigurdsson. Right. Yeah. Um, What's next? Fulham. Fulham. Uh, So, Fulham is—they're good. They're not, like—they're not going to shock anybody, but they could be mid-table. They're probably not going to be, but they could be. Um, But they're
2: they're more favored to, to stay up than be relegated.
1: Correct. Um. Ryan Sessegnon is the one who everybody will talk about. He's either 18 or 19. He was the championship player of the year last year. Played mostly as a fullback, wingback. He's going to be a midfielder for them, I think.
2: Right, because they got Le Marchand in to play behind him.
1: Right. Um, he may take set pieces. Um, we may see jean michel Serry take them. They brought him in. Um, they brought Andre Shorla in, who is more of a... Goal. I mean, you'll you'll play him more GPP than you would um, for set pieces because I think Michael Sar- or Sari and Cessignon will take most of them. Oh how about Johansson? Uh, Johansson will, is another one um, who could take. Um, it's a little it's crowded, um, and if, then they have Mitrovic leading the line. Alexander Mitrovic, who was excellent for Fulham, he was very good at the World Cup, but he really hasn't been very good in the Premier League when he played. So it'll be interesting to see. Which one shows up? He's of course more of a GPP play than anything else. Uh, they have a decent back line. I mean, I think you'll you'll find yourself thinking about um, Fulham fullbacks more than you will um, Cardiff fullbacks. Um, Cyrus Christie is the one who crossed more than than any others, uh, so I could see people playing him. But um, that midfield with. Sarri, Cessignon, and Johansson could
2: cause some issues. Right, but also the problem with Sarri and Johansson is that because they play as defensive midfielders, or deep-lying midfielders at least, that their open play value is limited if they're not generating points off of set pieces. Like, Cessignon has open play value.
1: Right, Right, he's more,
2: yeah. I'll give you that. Right and Sherla, I can't even if he starts, I can't see playing ninety minutes.
1: Um, even if you knew he was playing ninety minutes, I'm not sure you're
2: jumping. Right, to play but him. I'm just saying that always be. I mean, since we're talking about a team that people from last year wouldn't have been accustomed to, unless they were playing obviously the interleague with the championship slates. Right. Uh, you know, the the addition of Sherla doesn't, I don't think, changes that much for this team. Agreed. Right, I mean, because l- I'd look at Sherlock the same way I look at, like, Kearney, right?
1: Uh, I have said this before, and I'll say it on this podcast. I think Kearney might be this season's Luka Milivojevic.
2: <laughs> what, someone that just, like, just penalty goals? Mm-hmm. And then that's
1: it. Yep. There's no VAR in the Premier League this year. We should note for the World Cup people who got very used to seeing a ton of penalties, there's no VAR in the Premier League this year. Right,
2: right. So anyone looking at, like, oh, I'm going to take all the penalty takers. Right. Right. Good. Good luck with that. Right. And of course, we're going to say it. And you know, they're the, obviously happening. Right. Right. With currently four of them. Right. There's going to be four of them this first week. Right. right. Of course.
1: Right. But I think those are the main guys that you're going to be thinking about.
2: Okay. Huddersfield is. I think that they're worse than Fulham. I think Huddersfield are right behind Cardiff as far as they're going down. Right. I think they should. Yes. And they based have, on they, their they've players, not done nothing. I hope they They've done nothing. Down. What have they done? <clears throat> um.
1: Not much. Nothing that it has moved the needle enough for me to say, I'll look at Aaron Moy and think, eh, I really don't want to play Aaron Moy. Tom Ince is gone. And every so often I look at Rajiv Van Lepara. Um, You're missing the best option. Which one? Alex Pritchard. Oh. Uh, I was never much of a Pritchard guy.
2: I played I, Pritchard, took set pieces as uh, towards the end of the season as much as Moy did. Mm-hmm. Right, so Moyin. so yes.
1: Please feel free to play these split set pieces from Huddersfield.
2: Right. Well, that what that's the point that I'm making is that if Huddersfield is at home against Cardiff, right, we're taking if Huddersfield is in positions where they're not either that big of an underdog or they're in a slight favored position, these these are options. They're going to be, ch- but Moy is going to be way more expensive than Pritchard to start the season. I think what Pritchard is really? maybe. Well, I mean they're playing Chelsea the first week, so I'm not considering well, yeah, any, either of them, but. That like gap going, will close, I think. Here. Right, and also Huddersfield, they do cross, so if they're in like Pickemish type matches or slight underdog or something like that, you may find the guys like Lowe and Congolo or Haddenage, yeah, uh, in in 4K fullback spots. Yep, which I wouldn't, con- I mean, consider to be non-viable. They're viable. They're not great plays, but in the slates where like is not worthy to pay up for a defender. Like, I almost look at them. I look at Haddad at 4K over, you know, some other guy at, you know, at 4,700 and go, what's the difference? Yep. And then you got, like, DePoetra and Mounier, You know, those are GPP plays, obviously. Yeah. Or Quainers in as a cheap forward. I mean, but... They brought in, what's his... Adama? What is it? Daikabi? Right. But these are... He's good, but he's more of a GPP guy. these These are contrarian plays on... Slates where Huddersfield is a significant underdog Uh, They're most likely They're going to be playing most of their games on Saturdays On bigger slates So they're bad Right I look at this as salary Relief options at best Right. Agreed Can we stop talking about them Sure Lester (laughs) Lester's
1: actually interesting Lester's very interesting Um, So Riyad Mahrez was their best player Fantasy wise last year And he's gone Uh, to Man City they replaced him with James Madison whose stats look amazing and he was great on championship slates last season and if he plays this Mahrez role he's more of an open play crosser than Mahrez was Uh, I think you're gonna end up playing Madison much more than you ever think of playing Mark Albrighton who was the guy on the other side who could take set pieces Um, Jamie Vardy's the GPP play leads them in goals he'll probably do it again this year uh, the fullback, Ben Chilwell, I, I played plenty last year. I think he's very good uh, if he plays enough. Uh, they brought in Ricardo Pereira to play right back so they don't have to play Danny Simpson there anymore. Pereira's not really much of a, a crosser anyway. so Still better than Danny Simpson. He's certainly better than Danny Simpson, yes. Uh, Ricardo, yes, and he wins tackles. Like He's a good player, but Chilwell was still always the guy for me. You know, Price-wise, it'll be when I start considering Ricardo. but. I think it's. I mean, Demerai Gray is there. I. I don't see myself ever playing Gray over Madison, uh, or really Albrighton, but he's kind of in that conversation. Um,
2: did I lose anyone? No, but I think that you, you. I think we may, at least in the beginning of the season, maybe the first month of the season, get into the situation where. uh I mean, we we what other team is like this where they have two viable wingers that both take set piece like I look at Albright and Madison where Lester is not ever really going to be that heavily favored where I'd be like I want to take both of them correct right you're I think you're going to be stuck going I want to take one or the other yep and both of them have good enough floors for their price that they're both viable and it could be a game where uh, all the corners go to the right side <laughs> right Right. Like it's one of those types of games where, like, one of them puts up uh, an 18 point floor game and the other person has four. Yeah. I, I
1: think you're going to find that Madison is going to be significantly better consistently. Like he shoots more, he draws fouls. Like, all Brighton really doesn't do anything except cross, which is fine on those days that he uh, But like, he's the guy who will have 10 crosses and finish at seven and a half points.
2: Right, and he'll have the ten crosses in eight minutes. Exib- <laughs> right <laughs> right, and right. He'll it, start. It'll be he'll be at zero in the twenty third minute, mm-hmm. and then be at seven at the thirty second minute. Right, and then end with at seven, seven and, and a half. half. Yes. Right. <laughs> Whereas playing. Madison, I think, does a lot more.
1: That his ten cross games could be twenty point games instead of seven and a half
2: point games. And then you have a guy, like, I, I on, on shorter slates, punting with uh, Wilfred Ndidi. Okay. But I'm saying I, th- I like Ndidi more than, like, the defensive midfielder like Conte, even. Yes.
1: Yeah. Ndidi is much more red card prevalent than somebody like Ndidi. Uh, excuse me, than Conte. But, yes. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. They might lose Harry Maguire, but Harry Maguire wasn't. I love Harry Maguire, but he was never really a play. All right, next is Liverpool. They should be very good again this year. Mohamed Salah, do you not think they're going to be it?
2: No, I think they're going to be the most tilting DFS
1: team. Oh, Uh, certainly possible. Um, Mo Salah is going to be their most expensive player. He's usually the one with um, the best fantasy points, but he doesn't have a monopoly of set pieces. Uh, nobody really does. Uh, we see James Milner take some. We could see uh, he usually splits with Salah, but we've seen the fullbacks take them. Uh, we now have Jordan Shakiri to add to the mix. I don't know if he'll take many while he's there. Um, I don't think Mane or Firmino, we really have to worry about it, but they're always GPP plays because they have the goal-scoring upside. The midfield now has Nabi Keita and Fabinho, neither of whom are like must plays, but Kata at least does enough. If he's priced low enough where I'd consider him, I think my guess is he will never be priced that low. Um, I don't really consider when or Henderson options, but they're there. Uh, And then I mentioned, well, I mentioned the fullbacks, but it's Andrew Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold, who um, are pretty good in open play, even if they aren't on set pieces. So, there are just a lot of guys who can do stuff, but Salah will always be the
2: most expensive. Right, and I think it's going to be the, the most tilting part with them playing Premier League as well as Champions League mm-hmm. that there's going to be rotation. Yep. And I think everyone, at least in the beginning, the first two months or whatever, is going to uh, try to find the second option on Liverpool yeah. and fail. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those types of things where it's like, well, Liverpool's the biggest favorite, and uh, so I'm going to take Salah and Milner, or right. Salah and Chikiri, or Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold, or or whatever, or like, and then it's going to turn out that like Salah has 38 points, <laughs> like one of the, it's going to be like where it would have just been worth more worth, or it's going to be Firmino, Amani score a goal, but like they have no floor. Yeah. So it's like they're not going to be high enough owned, but like, oh, let me take Shakiri and fade Salah. And then Salah scores two goals and takes six corners. Mm-hmm. And Shakiri does nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be one of those. Like, I, that's why I find, like, because of their makeup and, and now that they're deeper, it's going to be more tilting on. If you're going to take Salah, it may be perfectly fine to just take him. Right. And then, if you're gonna take anyone else on Liverpool, it's maybe better to just fade Salah and then take the best option on some other, the high price option, on some other team, mm-hmm. right? Or like in Champions League play, you're gonna be sitting there going, uh, "Do a, you know, do you take Salah, or Ronaldo, one of those type or Messi type of things?" Yep. And it's like, well, I'm gonna take Messi and then I'm gonna take another Liverpool option,
1: right? Ugh, they're really good. But
3: I still think
2: I, I still think if Liverpool and Man City were both similar favorites on the slate, I still think Salah is a better option than any of the Man City players. Um, possible. Being that we're the next team that we're going to talk about, it's Man City. Yeah. Because if anything, Man City is the most tilting team. But yeah, I don't, we haven't even like seen how.
1: Peak tilting they can be because we haven't seen them at Mares yet.
2: Yeah, but I see. But I don't find them as tilting this year coming in as Liverpool only because we know what we're getting into with Man City. <laughs> That's fair, right? Like Liverpool actually have fullbacks that cross. Yep they've they have, they have well, a lot of people. Well, I'm just saying that they have a lot of people that look like they have floors. Yeah, we yeah, go yeah. to Man City and we we know we're in for uh, guys that. Could have could one game could cross twelve times the next game could have two points, Mm -hmm. and everyone is goal dependent, and they could they could score four goals in a game, and you don't know which one, and you pick the wrong one. At Mm -hmm. least you know what you're going into with that. Liverpool is kind of like outs like Firmino, Mane, goal dependent Salah. Has the best floor with the go- with goal upside, and then a lot of people that look like they have floors but don't. But like Man City, you go in and it's like you're not you're never playing like like Kyle Walker, like you're not going in thinking Fernandinho is like a viable option. Yeah, outside of a punt on a short slate. But then you take a look and you go like Aguero, Jesus, De Bruyne, Sané, Sterling, David Silva. Right, Bernardo, if he's in, Mares, if he's—I mean, like you look and you go, "Well, they're all going to be expensive." Uh, they're on a slate where you want to take an expensive player from another team, also. Mm-hmm. So, do you take do you, the capture method? Do I just take three guys and just go? I'm just take, trying to capture as many Man City goals, and then you take De Bruyne, Aguero, and Sane, and Sterling has a brace. Right, right. Like, that's right. Yeah. But I you mean, haven't even mentioned Mares yet. Right, but we're 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 used to that that like. We mm-hmm. we're already going in planning that you're never going to be able to get full Man City coverage, right? Nor, and then you have De Bruyne with probably the highest floor, but if he's going to play deep, there are a lot of games where yeah. his open play value is extremely
1: limited. Do you know who I think your second guy is going to be more often than not? Benjamin Mendy. Yes, yes, and the reason is because you're. I know you. You're going to play De Bruyne and you're going to say, I need somebody else who has the next highest floor. And you're <laughs> going to notice that everyone has the same floor, including Mendy, except he's 2,000 cheaper because he's a defender. And, and you're going really to say, Are you really going to spend 6,400 for Mendy? And I'm going to say, Are you really going to spend 8,400 for Mares or Sane or Sterling with the same floor? And you Less know what happens that upside. day? That's when Aguero has his hat trick. Right. But I think Mendy, because of his defender position, will never be as expensive as these other guys.
2: No, but I think the big difference, the I think it's going to be a very big difference, uh, is De Bruyne's eligibility position.
1: Like if he doesn't get, he doesn't get forward
2: eligibility, eligibility, he becomes much less of a play. Mm -hmm. I agree. On slates where Man City is on, I mean, just that the fact that. You still have to fill two forward spots. Yep. So like if you take a look it's like I want to play De Bruyne and then you look at the rest and you go, well Bournemouth is favored.
0: Uh, right. Who do I play? who do uh, yep. and
2: you start looking at that and you go uh <laughs> like Chelsea is favored mm-hmm. and you're like uh well no no Willian or Hazard and like Pedro? Pedro maybe? And then you start looking around and you go like I think the best construction is just just play Aguero. Right? And Mendy Right, and then then or do you play Aguero and De Bruyne in a midfield spot? And you go, well, Liverpool's also on this slate, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. And you go, ah, oh, what do I do now? Do I play Salah, De Bruyne? Do I play Salah, and Aguero? And then you go, well, who's the other teams? The third team on the slate is is like Brighton. You're like <laughs> Pascal Gross, yeah, or like. So I think if if they if they keep if they make him. At forward, because they he switched during for, for the Belgium. World Cup, yep. Right. They keep him in midfield eligible, he becomes less of a play. He still becomes their highest floor play, but he's less of a play. But he's forward eligible, he's always a viable play. I think if he is only
1: midfield eligible, then Mahrez becomes their best cash play. Well, who, who
2: knows if, where Mares plays? I just think he'll definitely be forward eligible. Yes, true, but I mean, when does Mares play? Without Sane or Sterling. Right. Or maybe with both
1: and no and one of Aguero or JC. I just think right. I think he's gonna be consistently the one that you want instead of anyone else.
2: If yeah, playing. but is he gonna play ninety if he starts?
1: I mean you have that consideration with anybody though. True.
2: But That's I think if I think... anybody
1: starts they they play enough minutes where I don't need to worry about
2: it. Right. But the thing about Man City is that outside of them playing top 6 teams they're going to be prohibitive favorites over everyone yeah and typically a 3 plus total yep yep so really the the how you play man city in in daily fantasy is really dependent on the other games on the slate yeah if they're right. the big favorite and everything else is a pickem and even on a five or six game slate it's still viable to take three man city players yes if there's yep. two big if Liverpool's also a big favorite, then now you have mu- you have multiple options. You could have something where I'm I'm just going to take three Man City players and fade Liverpool. Or you could do the opposite and go I'm not going to take any Man City players. I'm going to try to get, you know, it's going to be spread out enough that no one's going to be owned enough for their single goal tally and no one has a floor enough that you could fade the whole Man City could win 3-0. And you're fine with zero of them. But it depends yeah. on the slate. I'm, I'm talking about on slates where there are other options. On higher, fe- where Man United or Tottenham. You're like, Tottenham's playing Cardiff. And you're just like, like, well, I want to play Christian Eriksen. It's like, well, well, you can't take three Man City players. Right, right, right. Right. Don't play Kyle Walker.
1: Unless we have a head-to-head, and then please lock them in. Man United. Um, pretty similar to last year.
2: Have they done anything?
1: Uh, kind of. Um, but nothing that I think moves the needle enough to think. There's no Kevin De Bruyne on this team. I think we look at Alexis Sanchez as the safest one, but the set-piece situation is all over the place. I and mean, We see Alexis take some. Mata, Rashford, Young. Ashley Young, Lingard, um, all of those guys. Herrera do. even Herrera, something. sure, that's correct, right? Yeah, um, Martial, if he sticks around, has taken some. They all everyone kind of, but Pogba, pretty much everyone look, but Pogba. That's right. right, you
2: look around, you go, who's the least valuable player, fan, fantasy wise, on this team? Yeah, it's Paul, Pogba. Pogba. Yeah, right. at least
1: from a cash perspective. Yes, right. Um, I. I mean, if if Manchester United is a prohibitive favorite on a slate that doesn't have a lot of others, Alexis is probably the
2: guy we're going for. Right. He'll be the chalk easily. Um, right. Lukaku will be the goal dependent GBP play. Yep. And that people will say, loss. do we have to play Lukaku in cash because
1: he's a minus 210 to 250 to score against, you know, Cardiff, but on a two game slate. But, I mean, everyone else. Just really is a really questionable cash play.
2: You know, I play Mata more than most people. You do? Yes. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I'm saying I do. <laughs> right. Mata is the player who
1: occasionally would take set pieces, and the days that I don't have him, he'll, you know, everyone's like, well, uh, everyone who could take, oh, the, the, every guy that we just listed who could take set pieces is out, but Mata's in. So, like, Mata's going to have a monopoly of set pieces in a game that, has a three and a half total and they're minus 800 favorites and model will have one cross, but he got an assist on it and he will right. get a goal off of his knee.
2: Right. And this is a champion's, champions league. It's like, so they're playing like a minnow yeah. at home or something. Yeah. No, and, no, uh, no, the op, no, the, what happens to me is the opposite happens is that I go through the, all that scenario and uh, they just don't get any corners. Oh yeah. And right. then Mada the comes never comes off goes at, out. at the 68th minute, and then Ander Herrera, like they get like nine corners the last 20 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, and Luke Shaw
2: takes them. Right, right, or right. Who knows? Yeah, Rashford comes in and takes them.
1: Right, but that's the that's the really tough thing about this team is that Alexis is will usually be the chalk, but it's not because he's the he has a monopoly of set pieces for a dominant favorite. It's just that he's kind of the most. Active. active attacker and
2: happens to cross. Yeah, but the thing that that makes the other options appealing, either either rightfully so or as a trap, is that Alexis would be like 10,800. Yes. And then you look and you go like Mod is like 5800. 5800, right. Right. And <laughs> Andre Herrera is 4200. Yep. And then you look and you go Ashley Young is priced up but still like 5300 yeah. 5, for yep maybe take set piece. Luke Shaw's 4,400. Mm-hmm. And you go, or Valencia, or one of those things. And you go, and, and and there could be games where Man United, they, they do make value. And there are games where, like, none of them, like, literally no one on the team. Like, Man United win 2-0. And, like, outside of the goals, which could be a Chris Smalling goal. It's Fellaini and an own goal. Right. And you look, and it's like, literally no one made value. Like, how did they play ninety minutes as a f- significant favorite? They won two nothing, and like no one has more than five points. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hmm.
1: But yeah, that's United. Uh, next is Newcastle, who made a move today. Did they you see Got your who favorite they had player?
2: You got yeah. they got on loan. Now they have seven thousand forwards.
1: Well, I think one went, one left. Right, Gale has so gone. Six thousand nine hundred ninety nine right but Rondon um, Rondon is now in Newcastle Sal and Rondon is now with Newcastle uh, Rondon famously a cash lock last year for half of this podcast <laughs> where he would get his eight points for 4200 5400 and somebody would get angry uh, but their set piece situation is cloudy we have Kennedy Matt Ritchie John Joe Shelby and your boy Key, who could come in and take some now?
2: Yeah, but I don't think Key— pl- I mean, I, I think can't he Key he takes and
1: Shelby anything. to give no, no. Um, but you'll have. I, I still think Kennedy's the guy to have. Yes, he's also likely going to be the most expensive. Right, um, and I think
2: Richie will be priced up also. Yeah, and I think I'll be happy bu- to
1: feed Richie all
2: season. No, what 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 ends up happening is what I normally do, which is uh, Richie. You know, 6,800. Kennedy is 7,400. Newcastle will likely never be in positions where they're heavily favored over anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and John Joe Shelby will be 4,600. Yeah. And then I go, I ne- I'm playing other games, other players in other games, and I need like a 5K, 4K level player. And I mm-hmm. go, well, John Joe's on, and he does take a share of set pieces, mm-hmm. right? So uh, give it to me. Yeah. And then uh, I'll get sent off.
1: Yes, <laughs> there is a very big possibility every time he takes the field that he will not play 90 minutes and not because he not because of a tactical decision, not because of an injury, but because he was sent off.
2: And then the, uh, the other theme on Newcastle uh, that you'll see that uh, for those that, that have not played EPL uh, Daily Fantasy is that Newcastle be, will be one of those teams that you know you you've listened to the strategy podcast of like what you look for when the lineups come out and everything like that you're gonna look at newcastle and you're gonna be like is like, that a twenty nine hundred dollar fullback right right you're gonna look is that that fullback they're giving me money it's plus <laughs> 700 i get 700 onto my salary cap by taking one of these fullbacks mm-hmm. and then you still don't do it yeah yedlin is is halfway is okay yedlin is a
1: yedlin is a fullback
2: Right, he's is not actually crossing a crossing fullback. fullback. He, I think he, he may be the only fullback on their entire roster. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Right. I agree with that. They'll play, like, LaSalle's out there. They'll yeah. play—I don't even know if Mbemba's on the team anymore. He's not anymore. Right. But they're going to play— gonna, Right, Domet, who's—technically, he's a fullback, but he's like a Danny Simpson type. Yes, yes. Like, he's not really a center back either, but he's just, like, he's the, a really yeah. defensive fullback. Right, he's this defender. Right. so <laughs> He's he is. really just defense. <laughs> Um, and then yes. you're going to roster on two game slates or on a showdown uh Diame and he's going to score. Yep. Yep. I don't mind him. I like him. Um
1: Christian Natsu's there as well. I don't know how much he's going to play. Well, Atsu would but... play
2: instead of Kennedy. Right. On that side. And Kennedy
1: is a much better player. Right. Kennedy's good. The the Kennedy the Kennedy conversation will always come down to price. It, for me at least. It's not right. that I don't, you know, I think he will more likely than not be a good play. It's just a matter of whether
2: it, that 7200 is worth it. Right. And then you have then the, uh, the one guy who is a GPP play that looks like he has somewhat of a floor that will always score when you don't have him is Iozi Perez. Yes. He went on a run at the
1: end of last season and made not really anybody look bad because I don't think anybody still played him that much.
2: But. Well, he'll have those games where he'll have, have five games, times. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at him, he's playing in the 10, so it's technically better than playing in the nine right but still you look it's like how do you play him over kennedy or richie right exactly exactly uh next up is southampton our favorites who no longer has dusan Tadic. thank god well some people may maybe that maybe that maybe they're upset over that yeah maybe um
1: they have their regular crossing fullbacks cedric suarez and ryan bertrand um we have James Ward-Prowse, who is a crossing machine when he plays, doesn't play that often, and also doesn't cross as much when I have him. Um,
2: but now that Tadić is gone. But now that Tadić is gone, We're past that situation, right. But what's going to end up happening is Redmond's going to have a monopoly. Right, right. Redmond. Or something.
1: Nathan Redmond is an option. Um, I mean, Bertrand has taken some as well. Uh, but in terms of set pieces, those are really the, the main guys. Cedric really doesn't take them at all, but he's the most prolific crosser. Uh, actually, I think Ward-Prowse led them, but uh, Cedric had quite a n- good number of crosses. Um, Mark Hughes is their manager, and Mark Hughes is the kind of manager who will just have them cross the ball until it goes in. Right. So And they really Charlie... haven't
2: added much. I mean, what, they added, what, El Niasi, and that's right. it?
1: that's it. Uh, they, Yannick Vestergaard, who's a center back, but he's a gigantic player who— is decent in the box, which really is just another guy to cross to right on set.
2: And especially if, if they start with Austin up top, mm-hmm. like it's cross city.
1: Yes. Yep. They also have Shane long and Manolo Gabbiadini who they don't cross quite as much when they're in, they're not the ones crossing. Um, but really, I mean, it's, it's the fullbacks Redmond and Ward Prowse Ward Prowse probably at, at the top of the list.
3: Right. Redmond is
2: going to be probably stay as forward eligible. Yep. End up being like in the high 5Ks. Yep. I'm more concerned that, I mean, they're not on Saturday slate, that Ward Prowse, whenever the prices come out for when he's on, is going to be like 95,000.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was even worse than I was expecting. Right. Because Brian
2: Frazier's 8,900, you're, you're not wrong. Ward Prowse could be 10K. Yep. Yep. And he could
1: be worth it. He could be worth it, yeah. If you told me that he crossed 97% of his free kick opportunities, I would believe you. That's what he does. Doesn't right. shoot. Doesn't score that many goals. He does
2: shoot. I mean, shoots from deep outside the box. I mean, that's how he does score. I, I guess. But, I mean, you're not playing. you never you're play not playing in for cash shots. for that. Right, no. He's not going to draw fouls. Not going to do any defensive work. He's just going to cross the hell out of the ball. And then the best punt play? Your favorite, Mario Lamina. Mario Lamina. Yeah, don't mind him. Or Hoiberg. Yeah, Heubert, but then typically Romero, those guys Romero. are like in the mid three Ks. Those right. are those are the great two game slate. Exactly throwing throwing a guy because you need some salary. So like you can get your spot.
1: fourth Man City or third Man City right, guy, right, 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 something Liverpool like that.
2: Guy. Yeah, yeah, yep. but I mean it's tra- and then Charlie Austin would be the top, you know, GPP. Yes. Play and he also takes penalties. Yep. Yep, and he's always hurt. So. Right. So I yeah. Mean, it's right. We'll see. But I'm saying I like, but if Austin's in. Like, I prefer the crossers when he's in rather than Gabby Adin for Long being in. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, but that's on a slate-by-slate basis.
1: Right. Uh, next up is Tottenham. They have a player named Harry Kane who scored either 29 or 30 goals last year. It depends who you ask. Uh, he is their top GPP play. And sometimes cash. Is enough of a cash play sometimes. But really, Christian Eriksen is the cash guy we look for. Both of them will be absurdly expensive every time they're on the slate. Um, other options, we have um, Hyungman Sun, who will play the first game of the season and then is going to be gone for five or six for the Asian games. So we could see Lucas Mora get some more playing time, maybe Eric Lamella. Um, Deli Alley is probably their th- third best GPP option. I put Sun ahead of them, uh, up both of them behind Kane and whoever they play at fullback is usually good it's just going to be a rotation thankfully for that this is the tottenham fullback rotation is one of the big differences that you'll see between season long and uh daily fantasy soccer that it's significantly easier to know this rotation when it's dfs because we'll know if serge Aurier or kieran trippier is starting or ben davis versus danny rose whereas in fpl you don't but Usually those guys are good as well, and they're usually very expensive.
2: I miss anyone? Well, I think that the uh, the main people that you're going to be playing uh, in cash from Tottenham are actually not going to be Kane and Erickson. I think going to be the fullback. The fullbacks, yeah. I, I mean, and they'll rotate. So, I mean, you, it's all four of them. So, I mean, depending on midweek versus weekend, it's going to be Davis, Trippier, Arier, Rose— and they're all going to be 5,500 and above. Right. Uh, but those are going to be the ones where, on a slate-by-slate basis, when we preview, we'll be like, is there anyone worth paying up for a defender? And it's going to be like, take one of the Tottenham fullbacks. If not both of them. If not both, yeah. Right. On, on those types. on where, where you could come down, like if you're not going to play Kane. Yep. Right? Like, I, I see a lot of you know, the cash lineups are going to be like the Erickson-Trippier cash lineup. Or Kane, like it's going to be one of Kane or Erickson and then it's going to be one of whichever fullback that you want. Yep, and like that's going to be uh, when Tottenham is a is a significant favorite, but they're going to be on slates where Liverpool and Man City is going to be on, uh-huh. possibly depending on if they have if they're the early game or the late game. Where that's why I love seeing, at least for DFS purposes, when one of them, well, at least for cash, I'm t- talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them as the early game. Yes, where it's like Liverpool's playing the early game, don't have to worry about. It, right? Yeah, 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 right. And then now you have two favorites to choose from. Now when it's three of them, that makes great great for GPPs. If you're a GPP player, that's beautiful for sure. cash. You're you're pulling your hair. You're out. pulling, your hair. <laughs> right? <sighs> but those are the. I mean, to me, cash wise, I mean, I look in and it's like like Kane when significant favorites, uh, and I'm not even that tight ty- I tip- I typically erickson overcame yep uh and sometimes depending on the, if it's a two game slate you like both of them together mm-hmm. uh and then punt everyone easy, easy way to spend twenty two thousand dollars of your salary right uh and then i rarely play and then the fullbacks and then i rarely play son or ollie in cash yep i never play ollie in cash right every once in a while i mean now that he's healthy lamella but typically yep. like i'm playing lamella when like there's no one else i mean if i'm Erickson's not gonna play Lam- and... right and lamella if he's forward eligible if yep, he's yep, not yep. forward, like Son and like to me, they, they have some value only because they are forward eligible. But if they weren't, I that's why I look at Deli Ali and I'm like, I rarely ever yep. play. I mean, you play him for, Deli Ali to me is like Mesut Ozil. Yep. Like someone like, if you're going to fade Kane and you still think Tottenham's going to score three goals, get the leverage by taking Oli.
1: Yeah, he's more likely to score than Ozil,
2: though. True, but I'm the same type—a midfield, a high-priced midfield eligible player that has no floor. Yes. Yep. That's limited floor. Limited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Watford, the fighting cleverlies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's injured. Yeah, he is.
1: He is. Uh, No more Richarlison. We have uh, Gerard De
2: Gea. Who's injured? And he's most likely going to be injured from. Hey, he's not gonna ever be out for more than a week or two at a time that's right but he's always gonna be out for a week or two at a time right he's always gonna be coming back from something and right one game away from going back out right uh we have will Hughes. jan Mott, the same thing also jan yeah. Mott is it's the yeah. same way yep. never gonna be out for eight months like he's out for the season he's gonna always be recovering and mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. uh roberto Pereira
1: was a, a set piece guy for a little bit you mentioned cleverly Jose Olabas is obviously the one that we got accustomed to playing. Um, he was the, one of those guys you're like, am I going to pay up a defender? And if it's not one of the Tottenham guys, he was always an option. Um, you mentioned Jan Mott. There's uh, Kiko Femenia. They brought in uh, Adam Messina this year. Um, Will Hughes? Did I skip? I thought I mentioned Will Hughes. But, okay. um, it's a lot of guys who really aren't that good Playing for a team
2: that's really not that good. But they'll be cheap. Right. They're they're typically filler players. Where Watford's yeah. not a, that horrible of a team that you're like, okay, I could play some and typically it's Holobus. Typically you're paying six K for holibus who will have ninety percent of the set pieces. Yep. Uh you're gonna be suckered into playing Delafeu. Yep. Uh on shorter slates, on slates where there's he's forward eligible and there's really like Everyone else is goal-dependent, and you're going to, like, dinky-do it or something. Sure. Uh, Pereira is probably going to be overpriced now. Uh, When he was, like, 3,200 towards, like, last season, he became a play when he was in. Yeah. Uh, But he was, like, 3,200. Did did you say that? Sorry. Right. Uh, Kiko Femenia is going to sometimes play in the advanced Mm -hmm. role, be defender-eligible. You're going to think about, on shorter slates, playing both him and Holobus. They're really They uh, Watford comes more into play when Holobus is suspended on five yellows, which will happen <laughs> five games in. Uh, so, so I mean, remember, Holobus has set pieces, but he starts yep. with negative 1.5 most That's games. Right. That's right. And no matter who you play on Watford, DeCore will score. Yep. He led them in goals last year. Right. <laughs> he had seven. Right. You know how stupid that is? Yeah. That Abdoulaye DeCore was Watford's leading goal scorer. Yeah. I want to check that now that I've actually said that, but I
1: don't think Richarlison passed him. Or Gray, or De- Gray and Dini definitely did not. Um, they're still there, by the way. But I can't imagine
2: you ever really play them. But there's no Etienne Capouille anymore. Is he gone? I don't know. He's um, not on your he's not an option anyway, but I just like I like where where did Kapoey go? Is oh yeah another... no he's not I don't think I specifically left him off the list just out of spite right, but Watford is one one of those teams I like on short slates to find a four k five k guy yeah. yeah uh but you're never going to what...
1: pay up for somebody on Watford
2: right or 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 they make all GPP plays, but the goals get spread out, so like you could pick anyone on Watford you're, and they could right. possibly score a goal, yeah Christian Cabaselli, even exactly. exactly even their i mean even their center backs. Ugh, gross. No I'm one to confirm
1: Decoré did lead them in goals last year.
2: Okay, there you go. You're going to want to take Andre Gray, and then yeah. you're going to regret it. And then exactly, uh, West Ham. They're interesting. They're, they're really interesting. They're interesting to me in a bad way, but uh, it's getting that way. It's getting it's interesting that way. in a way of I look, I look at their entire team like based on the teams that these players used to be on. Uh, I look you, you at you. rostered all these guys, right? I'm like, like, wow, it's my cash lineup for champion for, for Europa League, yeah. like two years <laughs> two ago. Two years ago, yes, <laughs> right. perfect. Uh, Marco Arnautovic
1: was not a cash play to you at the end of last season. Yeah, I know, I know, Don't I played have him, him rubbing enough, him. Uh, but he was never on set pieces. Uh, those but he when, still
2: managed uh, four fouls, drawn that's right. six shots, four tackles on goal. and six. Yeah. Three right. Shots on For, goal. Yeah. And in, in 68 minutes. Also. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like Absolutely. he wouldn't, he wouldn't even play 90.
1: That's right. That's right. Get 15 points without a goal. <laughs> um, and somehow not a cash play. Uh, we saw Aaron Cresswell take a lot of set pieces last year. Um, that was usually a split when Manuel Lanzini was in Lanzini is out with a torn ACL. He's going to miss most of this season. Uh, And then we're kind of left with a lot of guys who took set pieces elsewhere. Um, Andre Yarmolenko is over from Dortmund. Uh, Felipe Anderson is over from Lazio. Uh, We could even see Jack Wilshere take some set pieces. I doubt it, but maybe. Um, I think that's it for the corners. How about Um, Robert
2: Snodgrass?
1: uh, I'm not sure he's sticking around.
2: Right. I'm just saying if he does, there's another person. Right. But, um, yeah, I think he gets loaned or transferred to the championship side or something right,
1: like that. Right, right. Aston Villa is still trying to get him. Right. Uh,
2: but I just but, wanted to mention, just, I mean, because you don't have him in the, this I don't this have list. him there, and I can't he, imagine but, he
1: plays over these guys. But, yes, did, he is an do,
2: option. Do you think uh, – I think out of preseason, are, are they are they still playing three in the back? Or are they playing four in the back now? Uh, I thought I saw four, but because preseason I, formations. Yeah, you, right. But I've seen Masuaku – Yep. Who at times would play as like an attacking spot is yep. playing as a pure fullback with Cresswell as a center back or not playing or or Cresswell not playing right. right or Cresswell I I have no idea yeah I uh, mean I've looked I, through stuff because like Yarmolenko hasn't played exactly like, ha, uh, how, where's and because Antonio could line up virtually anywhere m- exactly L- literally like he could play the nine or at right back right exactly um, right. and he's horrible at right back but he can still play there. Yes. And Zabaleta is 800 years old and right. he could play anywhere. Right. Like he can play in Fredericks. Up. Oh yeah, you're right. They have, um, oh my he God. He didn't make my list. I
1: don't know why I left him off. Uh, he's a right back, but he, I mean, he's much more attacking right back than Zabaleta, but you got to, we, we don't know how they're going to line up. Yeah. But the, meaning the, who's going to start.
2: The thing about West Ham though, like, which is we have to put forward while mentioning all these supposedly great players, uh, on paper, they this looks like a great team, but they're yes. going to come in sixteenth place. I mean, like <laughs> they're not like, that bad. Come it on. could be, yeah, but you're it could right. Ninth, though. True, you're Eighth. right. Absolutely right. But I'm saying, uh, like, who, if I take a look at the last years, who who finished uh, above one another? Watford or West Ham? Yeah,
1: I, I know what you're. I know what you're doing. Burnley
2: now. or West Ham? Yeah, I, I know. And you look at Burnley and you go vomit. No, no, no. For most they got, of the, it. Players. They got the
1: players now. They got the manager. Okay,
2: let's see. Let's see. It's going to be Mark Noble. It's going to be... Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Evaldo's loving the talk. Of
2: well, Noble will probably Mark still Noble. take penalties.
1: He might. He might. I think Felipe Anderson's going
2: to be the guy to have. Really? Yes. It depends on how they line up. How? Like, Felipe's not going to take set pieces. He might. Right? Why not? Over Cresswell? They could split. True. Cresswell split with Lanzini. But I think if Yarmolenko's on, he takes. Maybe. Maybe not. Right. Well, that's why everything's up in the air.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't think uh, Yarmolenko I, is like a lock for set pieces.
2: No, of course. Well, of course not. He's not even a lock to play 90s. I, I, I just mean, to like to when start. he plays, I'm not sure. Right. He, yeah. well, we, all, we all know that, I mean, Andy Carroll's injured and he's never. Yeah, he like, sucks. Right. Uh, and Chicharito is just. He's never, never cash, cash viable. viable. Yep. Never. I don't care if he's a minus 7 million to score. He's yeah. never cash viable.
1: You know who's going to take set pieces? Arnautovic, just to rub it in.
2: Right. Forward-eligible. Yarmolenko yeah. may be forward-eligible. Yeah, Felipe could be, be forward-eligible. Antonio's forward-eligible. hmm hmm And they're going to be favorites, and they're not going to do anything. Yeah.
1: They're going to lose 3 nothing. Yeah. They're very good. It's one of those weird things where, like, they're very good on paper, and fan- DFS is played basically on paper, and yet somehow they're not going to be that great.
2: <laughs> right. Or that too many people are going to be, like, on the field at the same time, that they all just cannibalize each right. other. Right. Right. And they don't score a goal. So it's like... Yep. you. you you're never playing the West Ham capture method, <laughs> right? <laughs> Correct. Right. I'm, I'm taking Arnautovic. Yeah. And Antonio yeah. and Cresswell. Yarmolenko. No, it's
1: going to, I mean. And Yarmolenko. Felipe, Yarmolenko, and Arnautovic doesn't sound crazy. And Cresswell doesn't sound crazy.
2: It counts crazy even on a two-game slate. Yeah. It sounds crazy. <laughs> Let alone a five. What about g- a one-team
1: slate? A, on you a showdown play. slate. Yeah.
2: No, not even showdown. If
1: you were just playing uh, just, West on, Ham, uh, just yeah. playing, I, I'm, just I still got to throw in Noble. Yeah. Okay, that's
2: fair. It'll be cheaper. Wolves, <laughs> our final team on the list. And Wolves, uh, just—they, uh, I think they're a special case. Yes. Uh, for people that have played Premier League last season, uh, Wolves are more favored to come in the top half of the table than to be relegated. Yes. Wolves have the same uh, title odds as Everton. Right. So Wolves are not a normal promoted side they're not and they've really bulked up their roster yes um, they
1: basically take everybody from Portugal who's good <laughs> at soccer other than Cristiano Ronaldo and they put him on with this team um, I read the other day they have more Portuguese players now than Porto
2: <laughs> the top Portuguese side.
1: The, right right um, one of your favorite DFS players is on this team now Joe Matinho
2: yeah if he Is he going to start? Why not? You don't bring him in to sit. Yeah, but the the question comes in, like, the problem with Wolves, uh, and we see it on the first slate, is that they're all, a lot of their good championship side players are all priced up because they were good in the championship. Mm-hmm. And they've added all these people. So, like, their top option when you played in the championship, as far as a floor is concerned, was Cavalero. Right? Uh, yes. Right? Yes. I mean, you'd play Diogo Jota. I mean, yes. Like, like he, he was like that. That's what I thought you were going to say. That's
1: why I was so thrown off. But yes, Cavalero was. Yeah, but
2: Cavalero's forward eligible also. But yep. I mean, Cavalero was on most set pieces. But if Matino's there. Yes. Like, is way cheaper. Oh, yeah. His, his open play value is more limited. I mean, he's more in that. More world limited of... is a very nice way to put it. Right, but I'm saying he's in that mold of the Aaron, like the defensive midfielder that has set-piece responsibility. Correct. Uh, Matinho is older, less likely to play 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, but he's in the same spot as like Seth Fabregas. I mean, like, we we don't do enough
1: on the time that they're there. Right, but they may not play 90 every game.
2: Uh, I think if he starts at his current price level, definitely a top play for Wolves. Who is? Matinho. Yeah. Which is for gross. floor,
1: Ugh. really? How do you not? I, I just, I'm is? just not a Joe Matino guy.
2: Uh, for mid four Ks, if, that's, a the price, side? Yes. if yeah, that's, that's the price. Yes, yeah, but that's what I'm. But that's what I'm talking. I'm not talking about Joe Matino at 6,500. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking fair. about Joe Matino at 4,500. 45, even 55
1: is when I start to wonder if that's the line.
2: Okay, but th- that's but fine. But I'm sure. Right. So that's all I'm talking about. Caballero is 8,400. Yes. Coming into this Saturday slate mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Everton, right. who aren't a bad team. So I mean, since we know those prices, that's why I'm looking at this going, going like I like I like Diogo Jota, mm-hmm. like Bonatini and Jimenez are going to be the, the the GPP plays. They'll be their scores. Yep, right. You take a look at their fullbacks. Not hard. I mean, Matt Doherty, not not a huge He's fan on, of. Right. Yeah, right. But Johnny's not much of a crosser if he starts. Right, but you have D F the DF, daily DFS type of options here, but it's not. It's like they're going to play. Much better than their, I think their, their daily fantasy value is going to be worth it, only because you're not going to be able to itemize it. To me, I look at Wolves similar style of play maybe as a Southampton, like where they're they they look like a cash-friendly team, but Southampton's like I could it's James Ward-Prowse on the fullbacks, mm-hmm. like I could just I could just nail it, and yeah. then maybe Reitman. Here I look at right now and I go. Matino, Cavalero, Jota, and maybe a fullback. Yeah, uh, but I'm not happy about any of those. The any, I don't feel safe with any of them. Yeah, I'll give you that. Right? You you understand what I'm saying? Like, well, but, even, not, but, if Cavalero was 6,500, I'd be like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah, I th- I, I th- would argue
1: safe. that João Matino is very safe, but you're not getting more than eight.
2: Well, you could get an assist, eight and a half. Okay. So there you with go. With the assist, I, I, I got the little half a point. Out you of. did, yeah. That's still two X. That's still yes, five absolutely, bars. absolutely. But, but I'm once just saying, he's the gets kind up of, to... I,
1: I think he is very safe with,
2: with a very limited ceiling. Right. Okay. I agree with you. Yeah. The highest ceiling is probably Jota. Yes. I agree. But I think this is a team that. Just because they're recently promoted doesn't mean they're bad. Yes, in fact, they're, they're good. very good. Yes, good. and I could see GPP plays being like Ruben Neves. Yes, right. People love he- him. Roman Sace, mm-hmm. he scored a penalty in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Won someone some money. Fire emojis, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, I see I think like Helder Costa. Helder Costa. I mean, you're gonna, they're gonna be options, especially on on shorter slates. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, uh, you could play three wolves, wolves versus Cardiff. You're gonna be like, oh, it's two promoted teams. It's yeah. like no, wolves are probably gonna be at home a minus one ninety favor exactly over, over over Cardiff. Yep, they'll and be the that sig-
1: favorite against Huddersfield, right? Yeah,
2: against uh, I mean, hell, again, they'll be favored at home against Watford and sure. Burnley. Sure. I think they'll be favored at home against every team other than the top six. Maybe. Maybe. At home. I'm talking about at home. Yeah. Favored, at least. I mean, they may not be a minus favor. That mean, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. Still be plus 135, but at least they'll be favored. But we typically don't see that out of recently promoted sides. Right. They'll be favored against Bournemouth at Bournemouth. Probably. Mm.
1: We'll right? See. Or Saturday. pick them, at least.
2: It'll be close. Right, I'm just, I'm just, all I'm doing is just reinforcing the fact that just because they're recently promoted, they're not a bad team. Yes, yes. And they're fantasy viable, and they play in a very fantasy viable way. Right. For DraftKings. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if we yeah. were talking about FanDuel, I mean, we could talk about a lot of other players.
1: Yep. That's when right.
2: Ruben Nevis comes in. That's when John Matinho comes in. <laughs>
1: right. Right? Uh, even there.
2: He'll get a tackle. Even there. Some defensive stats, right? Yeah. Uh, not a lot. My Matinho, Mario, Lamina, fan duel lineup. How dare right? you? Yeah. Uh, anything else? The, those are those are That's all twenty it. teams. Those are the twenty teams, right? We do the big the big preview podcast for daily purposes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could uh, you refer to it until a couple of weeks where none of that matters anymore, right? Because right or next someone's week. injured or someone's got transferred because. Uh, the thing about the, the transfer window for the Premier League is that it closes on in players uh, Thursday night. Yes. But players could go out because all the other... T- th- yeah, because nobody else league. cared. <laughs> right. No one else cares about the, the, when the season starts. So right. until August 31st, any of pl- these players can leave. Yes. So we and could be gone. Yes. Courtois, we don't know who's going to be Chelsea. If it's going to be Caballero, it's going to be a long season for Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, so, like a lot of this stuff could change depending on departing players, but we'll see by Thursday any new players that come in right, but I don't expect anything at this point big agreed
1: agreed uh all right. If you have any follow-up questions for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. I am at Rotowire Andrew. You can always find us in the Slack chat which we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. If you'd like to get in, just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you can also contact the Rotowire Soccer Twitter account, which is at Rotowire Soccer. Jordan and I will be back on Thursday to talk about the uh, Saturday Premier League slate, first one of the season. We do that every Thursday. And then we'll be back a week from today to talk about or to review that uh, Saturday Premier League slate, since we do that every Monday as well. So, Jordan, thank you for all of that, and I'll talk to you in a few days.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.